my heart is heavy, my spirit is low. The storms of life all around me roll. I call on the Master who sends down his love. And
used to be so lonesome I never had a friend Always looking out for number one Didn't know where I was going Didn't care where I had been Life I lived that had me on the run One day Jesus found me He took my sin away Showed me what I thought I'd never see He put me in his family And he's with me to this day Let me tell you what salvation's done for me I used to be a blind man But now my vision's clear Mercy came and drove the shame from me There's peace of mind with Jesus it drives out every fear Stronger than I thought I'd ever be Can't tell you why he loves me As bad as I had been Why I'm worthy of this life of victory I know I'm not a scholar just a sinner saved by grace But I can tell you what salvation's done for me One day when life is over I'll go to my reward Where heaven waits for all who've been set free With saints from all the ages in the presence of our Lord This is what salvation's done for me Oh, I used to be a blind man But now my vision's clear Mercy came and drove the shame from me There's peace of mind with Jesus he drives out every fear Stronger than I thought I'd ever be Can't tell you why he loves me As bad as I had been Why I'm worthy of a life of victory I know I'm not a scholar I'm a sinner saved by grace But I can tell you what salvation's done for me You know what, sing it with this I used to be a blind man But now my vision's clear Mercy came and drove all shame from me There's peace of mind with Jesus he drives out every fear Stronger than I thought I'd ever be Can't tell you why he loves me As bad as I had been Or why I'm worthy of a life of victory 
But I can tell you what salvation's done for me. Oh, I can tell you what salvation's done for me.
was buried beneath my shame who could care
resurrection.
If any of you are in a midnight hour, call upon the name of Jesus. I know that we've got a lot of situations going on. There's a lot of people that's in need, a lot of people going through hard places. Call out that the one who shed his blood this morning, and he is the one that can deliver you. Hallelujah. preacher is on this platform. Um, there, is, there is some bad news. I do have a message to deliver this morning. Um, so if I was to title this sermon today, it would be thank you, Lord. We're into a season of thanksgiving. And if you all will, just with me, everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, sounds good, doesn't it? It says in Psalms 104, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. Now, I'm aware that this is either a psalmist or David. I'm also aware that at that time, the temple wasn't built. But what David is saying is that, Wherever you may be, whether it's in your prayer closet, whether it's in a tabernacle, whether it's in the mobile tabernacle, whether you should ever go to Jerusalem, bless his holy name. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. He is worthy to be praised. So I got a little, a little pictogram. I don't know if anybody can see it or not, but I think it's kind of cool. If you look over here, you have the gates. This is the temple. This is Herod's temple, the second one. This is the one that's, that's going to be most recent to us. In the circle there, you'll see the gate called Beautiful. That's the eastern gate. You'll see on the outside the, gen, the Gentiles' courtyard. On the inside, you'll see the women's courtyard for the Jewish women. And further up, you'll see the Israelites' courtyard for the Jewish men. Here, you'll see an in-color picture. This is the eastern gate called Beautiful. 
Soon and very soon, Christ's foot will step down upon the Mount of Olives. And there he will enter in. And you'll notice that the gate is sealed. It's sealed shut. My Lord is going to enter in. You're going to see things happen. You're going to see things take place. There's not a sealed gate that's going to stop him once he steps foot on the Mount of Olives. It says in Zechariah 14.4, it says, And in that day his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives. I shorten it because it's long. Ezekiel 43.4 says, And the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate whose prospect is toward the east. This is prophecy. You're not going to stop him. He is coming back soon. So the question I have for you today is are you ready? Now I know this is when we're coming back with him, but I'm talking about are you ready for the rapture, for the calling out of his people? Are you prepared? Have you received your pardon? Given that we're in the season of Thanksgiving, we have a traditional pardon every year in our White House. See if I can get it up. I'll go back one. So I, I created a PowerPoint for you guys, or excuse me, a slide deck. I was told I was old yesterday by my mom. If you call it a PowerPoint, you're old. <clears throat> but you have here, <laughs> you have here, yeah, no doubt. You have here the 2022 presidential pardon. This is where Joe Cool comes out with his shade still on. And there was two turkeys last year. One was named Chocolate and the other one was named Chip. And he puts his hand on him. He says, you've been pardoned from everyone's dinner table in America. And you're going to go to live out your life on a petting farm for children. Doesn't that sound amazing? <laughs> but but this, is, this is what these two turkeys receive for their pardon. You know, at a time of year that you have everyone's table in this blessed nation, most tables, I should say, will be filled with a turkey dinner. But what I want to know is how many of you turkeys have been pardoned. <laughs> right? If you've accepted the Lord's Christ, His blood has cleansed you. And you've been pardoned from an ever-burning hell. And you've been pardoned from your sin debt that you couldn't repay. Galatians 5.1 says, To stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. This is going to sound foolish, but if you've been delivered from alcoholism, stay away from the bars. If you've been delivered from smoking, don't hang out in the smoking sections. If, if you've been delivered from drugs, stay away from places and the people that you used to know. When did we stop believing that all things become new? Christ said, I make all things new. Galatians 5, 13 and 14. It says, for brethren, you have been called to liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh. This is the hard one. But by love, serve one another. It says, for all the law is fulfilled 
in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Man, I don't know about how you're living or where you're at. I had three neighbors that I loved. Good neighbors. Loved having those neighbors. In the last three years, I got three new sets of neighbors. I got to learn new relationships all over again. I'm not good at them anymore. Getting old. So I had, uh, I had one young guy move, move next door. And uh, we, were getting, we were getting all of our trees cleared out. We're going to create a backyard for our dog to have heavenly bliss. Run back and forth to his heart's desire. And apparently one of, the, one of the bobcats got a little too far over to the left. They come out. Beat on the door, the neighbor did. Beat on the door. Curse my wife. You believe what they're doing out there? What do you think happened? Wife's upset. She calls me. Now I've got an obligation, right? I've got a duty to fulfill. So my first reaction after I've had a long day of work was not to display the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Man, I pulled in the driveway and lo and behold, he's out in the yard working with his shirt off. I thought, this is perfect. We're primed and ready to go. <laughs> I said, excuse me, Matt. <laughs> he said, yes, neighbor. I said, can you come to my side of the yard? He said, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I said, do you want to go in the backyard? He said, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> so I said, okay. I said, clearly, clearly, clearly I've wronged you somehow. And, you know, the Lord was checking me at that point because that doesn't look like Christ. And he began to check me. And I thought, man, I hate this. I swallowed my pride. I've had a bad day at work. I was good. I felt good. I've been in the gym. I thought we could do this. And <clears throat> Lord checked me and I said, Would you do me a favor? I said, I, I know that my wife's told me that we wronged you. And I said, It appears that it's our fault. I said, We've hired workers and things didn't go according exactly to plan. So how can I make it right? Whatever the cost is, I have it, man. I'm doing all right right now. It's a good time. He says, no problem. He said, I, I, I thought they went too far into my side of the yard. I said, where's this at? And he pointed in the back. I said, well, you are in luck. I said, because there's an easement that goes through here. I said, that ain't your property anyway. It's not mine. It's not yours. He goes, oh. He says, well, I'm sorry. I said, well, I'm sorry too. And he said, you know, you guys were hauling a bunch of stuff. You can use my trailer if you want. You don't have to haul it by truck. I said, you know what? I, I looked at it as that was his way of saying, I, I think I made a mistake. I told him, I said, I don't cuss your wife. I don't expect you to cuss mine. That, that creates problems. And he said, no, I come to find out he's a little bit of a hothead. But I also come to find out that he's someone that needs Jesus. And if he's looking for the hope that lives within me, how am I to respond? How am I to act? Lord, help me to behave in a manner that is love thy neighbor as thyself. How do we do that? 
We have to live by the Holy Spirit's power. I teach our youth that the Spirit of God will lead you in all truth. That goes for me too. That goes for me too, and it's hard. It's hard sometimes to live in the Holy Spirit's power. How do we live into the Holy Spirit's power? How do we tap into that? Galatians 5, looking at verses 16 through 25, if you will turn with me there. And most of you already know this. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if you be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that ye which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I got to tell you, the list don't seem that tough to avoid. Just going to be honest. Here's the list that I think is tough. It says in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, Temperance against there is no law. You can't do these too much. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. So Paul's saying that you've crucified. If you're born again, you've crucified those lustful things. You've crucified those things which are enmity. With God, those things that will stop you from inheriting the kingdom of God. This Thanksgiving season, God has a table prepared. It's filled with fruit. I know the turkey's good. I know the meat of the word is good. But God has laid out a bevy of fruit. And it's overflowing from end to end. And it's for whosoever will that would come, receive him, and tap in to the fruit of the Spirit, that you might walk blameless as He did, that you might perfect holiness as He did. I know that we're not perfect. I know that we live in corruptible bodies. I know that things fail us. But let us desire the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit today. Fruit of the Spirit for love. The book of John said that greater love hath no man than he that laid down his life for his friend. He said, this next verse, I don't know about you, but it's heartbreaking for me. He said, you are my friends. He's called me to be a friend. He said, I called you friend. He said, and I lay down my life for you. All I ask is that you love one another and serve me. I've paid it all. 
I've become the sacrificial lamb. He's our eternal high priest. He's, our, he's my everything. He's the love of my life. The lover of my soul. The lifter of my head. Joy. 1 Peter 1.8 says, In whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Doubting Thomas, he said, but if I but, I but see, I need to see the nail-scarred hands. He said, I'm going to need to touch your side. He says, you see and you feel, so you believe. He said, but blessed are those who do not see, yet believe. You are blessed this Thanksgiving. You got something to be thankful about. Peace. So what I've done, in case you're wondering, is I took the fruit of the Spirit and I've gathered all of my favorite verses concerning the fruit of the Spirit and how it leads and guides my character to be like Him. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, it says, And now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Absolutely. So, there's one thing that I know that many of us are going to face this Thanksgiving. And that's going to be an empty chair at the table. I know this. I've seen it. felt it. There's always a first year and sometimes a tenth year that feels like the first. I understand that. And I want to tell you this morning, the only peace that you have is the fact that the peace, that the God of peace, which resurrected our Lord, resurrects your loved one and will one day resurrect you. Therefore, we have peace. We take comfort. He said to comfort one another with these words. He is the God of peace. He is the God that brings the dead back to life. He has resurrection power this morning. He is worthy to be praised. He is thankful. It's never goodbye. It's I'll see you in the morning. Got loved ones waiting on. We're going to see them in the morning. Thank you, Lord. You guys can join me. Thank you, Lord. All right. I'm trying to get a theme going here. <laughs> All right. Guys in the booth, you're awesome. Thank you. They're long-suffering with me right now. 2 Peter, verse 3 and 9. It says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, I've got an idea what long-suffering means, but... As I began to look at it, I thought, what exactly is long-suffering? Like, how long is long-suffering? What, 
What exactly are we talking about? <clears throat> so I put on here, long-suffering is from the Greek word. Macrothumia, which means to be long-tempered or patient. I found this statement below it, and I added it into my slide because it says, contrary to popular view, a person who is long-suffering, I need you to understand this, you're not weak. If you're long-suffering this morning, you're not weak. You're strong in character. One thing that caught my eye is you're bold in resisting rash reactions. How many holiday seasons have we went through? Rash reactions has destroyed families, has set the tone for the day. And it's no longer about giving thanks unto God for everything that we have, but it's about the issue between you and I. You've been robbed of your thanksgiving. Enter your homes with thanksgiving and praise. Wherever you are, there be the courts of our God because He is omnipotent. He is every place. Enter with thanksgiving and praise. Thank you, Lord. Gentleness. Proverbs 15.1, excuse me. It's one of my favorite ones. It says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. You ever thought about that? Do you live it? Have you learned to answer people softly? when they're asking something of you that you can't give? How many of you are there? I encourage you to display the characteristic of Christ. I'm very sorry. I'm not able to do that today. But first opportunity I get, I'll remember you. I have found out working in management that the word helps you in every situation. The Word of God helps you to deal with people. You know, when somebody goes, hey, so, so, yeah, first thing I hear is, shut up. Because I can't even understand what you're saying because you're screaming at me. And what have you done? You've ramped up my emotions. That tells me that you're not stable, right? You don't have the stability of Christ in your life to say whatsoever may come. The outcome is I win, right? I ultimately win Christ. Therefore, I am happy. Thank you, Lord. Goodness, Psalm 65, 4. It says, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house even of thy holy temple. Do you know that I am blessed because my parents brought me to this tabernacle, this sanctuary? Blessed am I that I got to hear the word of the Lord. And now I get to dwell in the courts. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you here for a minute. And I'm asking God to help me to tell it right. I thought about this verse. I thought, Lord, you're hurt my heart here I want to be here I want to be here do you want to be here is it is it a burden sometimes because there was a scripture says I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord he says this is a house of prayer there's 
goodness. He said, the goodness in thy temple. Have you seen the goodness in this place? It's not within the walls. It's within the people, the spirit of God that lives inside of you. Have you seen lives restored? Marriages brought back. Children give their life to God. Committing our children to the work of Christ. Are we happy to see the goodness? Or has our time clock become hard? It's hard, right? Because I can tell you I've been both people. I've been both people. I've been zealous to go to the house of the Lord. And then I've been, oh, Andy's going to preach today. I don't really know anything. He's not Tim. Tim's on vacation. There's nothing good that happens when Tim's gone. It's probably going to smell like turkey from their feast that they had the other night. New carpet, I don't like it. There's good things in the temple if we just come with praise and thanksgiving and enter in expecting an encounter from the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now you're entering into my favorite fruit. I will tell you, I was privileged to be with Bill McQueen this Tuesday, last Tuesday night. He felt healthy enough to come. I listened to him. It was good. It was good. He talked about through faith. He found a new master. Faith. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen. For through faith, the elders obtained a good report. It was, did you know it was through faith in the word of God that the framework of this world was tightly fit together? Pull up Hebrews chapter 11. Somebody look at the faith chapter. Through faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And did you know that his testimony would live on? Though he lie in the grave, the Lord would speak of his good gift. And the Lord would count it to righteousness. Did you know that it was through faith, through faith that Enoch walked with God? And it says that he walked with God and then he was with God. For Enoch was translated. It says, but Enoch bore this, that he pleased the Lord. Could you imagine so pleasing to the Lord and his will? He just takes you home. Through faith, I love this one. It's through faith, Noah built an ark. Did you know that there was not rain in the forecast for like the next three years? You're in a desert, right? There's not rain in the forecast. You fool. What are you doing? It says, for the fear of the Lord, Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. I got to tell you, dads, I'm going to get your attention for a minute. For the fear of the Lord, how many of you told your kids, get up, it's church time. 
the fear of the Lord. Get up. Get moving. You're making me late. I hate to be late. I'm just going to tell you, 15 minutes early is on time. On time is late. Late's unacceptable. Spoken like true, true banjo, right? I got to get people to work. I got to get my family in order. I got to get them to church. The fear of the Lord moves me. Do you fear the Lord today? Does it move you to get out of your seat? Does it move you to do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do? There's no rain on the horizon, but yet I hear him. Yet I hear him. And I say, yes, Lord, to your will, because I have faith. Did you know that by faith, Abraham set out for an inheritance that God would give him, not knowing where he would come? But he's looking for a city. He was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. Did you know that by faith, Sarah, by faith, Sarah, when she was old, no longer able to bear children, so one would think, by faith, when she was old, she would birth the promise Isaac, the promised child Isaac. He would be born out of faith. Did you know that by faith, Isaac would bless Jacob and Esau? Did you know that by faith, by faith, Moses, when he was born, his parents hit him. They didn't fear the king's commands. It was by faith. They said he's a proper child. And by faith, Moses would grow up in the house of Pharaoh under the care, some of the best care of Pharaoh's daughter. And when he would become of age, by faith, he would not be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Instead, he chose to join in in the affliction of God's people. For he counted the recompense of the reward, the Bible says, through faith. He said it's worth it. I could go on and on and on about all of the stories through faith, through grace. Are you saved by faith? It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. We have our salvation through faith and grace this morning of our Lord and Savior. Through faith, many of the prophets. The Bible says that they would subdue kingdoms. They would escape the edge of the sword. It was through faith that the walls of Jericho, when encompassed, encompassed about seven days, would fall with a shout. A fort would fall with a shout. That's faith. By faith, Rahab, she saw the spies. It brought me peace, she says. It brought me peace. I trust them. By faith, she lived. It was by faith we live today. We must live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Through faith, we believe that God not only is, but he is our rewarder if we would diligently seek him. If you get a chance, read chapter 11. There's more in there. It's amazing to read.
meekness. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on therefore the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. I thought of that. You know, your bowels is in your innermost being. Could you imagine having mercy from your very innermost being? Get close enough to the Lord, it'll happen. Temperance. Titus. Looking at Titus 2, 1 through 3. It says, but speak the things that thou become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience, and aged women, likewise, that they behave in a behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, and teachers of good things. You know, I look at that word grave, and I thought, oh, I don't know what that means here. Doesn't sound like the grave that I know. Did you know that 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 word grave means to be serious? It means to, you're concerned about the things that matter is what that means. I thought, wow. So you have Paul after his first imprisonment to Rome is writing and he's telling Titus, choose elders like this. I want to tell you, full gospel assembly, I am proud of your trustees. Trustees, we've got a lot to live up to. We need to, we need to encompass, we need to have within us the fruit of the Spirit. So, I want to give you the conclusion of this message, and I'm not done, and I'm sorry. Conclusion of this message, let's conclude the, hear the conclusion of the whole And this is the truth. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. You sow into the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to reap the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to reap the benefits of the Lord. You sow into the sins of the flesh, you're going to reap death. You're going to reap hell. You're going to reap that which is not pleasing to you, I promise. I got one thing that I want to read here. Current events. I want everybody to look at Galatians chapter 4, 21 through 31. The singers and musicians can go ahead and come up. You might have to sit one or two minutes, but I'll get you there. Abraham had two children, right? You're seeing this unfold before our eyes. Firstborn was Ishmael, born of a bondwoman. Born of flesh. The second one was born of the Spirit. It was miraculous. Covenant of God. Right? It says here in chapter 4, verse 21, Tell me that you desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the do you do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid and the other one by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory, for these are two covenants. The one for Mount Sinai, which gendereth the bondage, which is Agar. By the way, it's named after Hagar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. That's in Saudi Arabia, the southernmost point of Gaza. That area there. And it says, and answereth to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
which is now and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not, break forth and cry that thou travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she hath a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? This is hard, okay? I want you to understand your social media and your news, I get everything that these kids are getting. And they're showing, oh, look at this. This is horrendous. They have bombed Gaza. This is horrendous. They're pulling children out of the rubble. This is horrific. Look at what Israel is doing. Look at what they're doing. They're painting Israel to be the bad people. I'm going to tell you what saith the scripture. And I know that things pull at your heartstrings. But I'm telling you the Lord says I'll bless those that bless Israel and I'll curse those that curse Israel. And it says, now we, brethren, as Isaac was the children of promise, but as then he was born after the flesh, persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what the scripture says, cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of a free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but we are free. Praise God today. I'm free to serve him. I'm free to love him. I stand for freedom today. Freedom to serve God how I choose and how he calls me out. And I will not sit under a Sharia law. And my family will not sit under any type of Sharia law. Be forewarned where your emotions go. Understand that it's hard. I've watched the, I've watched the little portrayal in the movies. And I watched Ishmael and the bond woman. And I watched the heartstrings of my own. I know it sounds terrible, but one's a covenant of the flesh. Flesh shall not enter in. It's enmity with God. I don't worship Allah, their Allah. I don't worship the prophet Muhammad. I worship Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God the Father, and His Holy Spirit that fills me up and allows me to portray the characteristics of our Lord. When he moves me. Thank you Lord. By the way we shouldn't be surprised. Gaza's on fire. I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. But more than anything that you 
sorry when I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm coming. season, what is your desire? Are we at odds with each other? Are we at enmity with God? Does that need bridged today? Today is the day of forgiveness. Today is a day of salvation. At this church, we preach Christ and Him crucified. That's sound doctrine. It's for the remission of sins. Not by works, lest any of us would boast. But through the precious blood of the Lamb, we are redeemed. One more little verse in course. If you will, if you have need today, if you don't know Him, come forward. If you need to rededicate your life, come forward. If you need to display the characteristics of Christ, this Thanksgiving season, or if you just want to give thanks, 
come forward. He'll meet you here. Bless you. I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never through my times of struggles every one of us have but we had people in front of us that were living for God and telling us what to do and telling us to hold on and to keep going back to God so I look here today and it's the same it doesn't change we got elders here that have walked for God for many years you think they was born just that way no they had to fight this fight to live this faith. Keep trusting God. Keep reaching out and believing God. When sometimes the enemy had them on a run. God is going to do a great work. But what are you waiting on? There's nothing in this world. You're, the enemy is doing everything to blind. The church included. But God's saying it's this simple. Trust me. Believe me. Come forward and give your heart to him and follow him from this day forward. You've got nothing else in this world to hold on to but him. The messages are so simple and so true. And God is bringing them out for a purpose. He wants us to gather together. You know, I, I keep looking around sometime. We were talking the other day about the assembling together. Everybody's here today. You're here today. Are you here every week? Are you striving and hungry for the gospel? Are you hungry for the love of God? Are you hungry to love people? Because I can tell you the enemy will woo you away from here. He don't want you to get help and strength. He don't want you to grow. The world has no answer. Jesus is the answer. He's made the way. I thank you today for your patience. 
These altars are always open. You need to pray. You need to come. Don't put it off. You may not have another day. I woke up this morning. They talked about somebody having a, a wreck down in town, and they died. They died right there on the street. And I read that, and I thought, how quick we can leave this life. It was a young person. wasn't an old person. How quick and how short is our life. And God made a way for you and I to live eternally with him. What are you waiting on? He is the way, the truth, and the life. You need to come to him. Praise God.